Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hi to you as well. <laughs> I was talking to them, but hi to you, oh. Mike Sweeney. Hello, Jesse Gaskell. Y- yes, I was. That was a test to see if you knew my name. I knew it. It took me a second, <laughs> and then it all came flooding in. We're the hosts. Yes, of, of this podcast you're listening to, and it's titled Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast because it's recorded here in Hollywood. It, it well, Hollywood adjacent, right? Technically Burbank, literally Burbank. Yeah. Um, but we bring you behind the scenes of the Conan show and all the freaks Except and when we geeks don't. who work here. Yes. Yeah. This week, really behind it's, the scenes. This is truly behind the scenes. Yep. Uh, we are talking to our two monologue writers, Brian Kylie and Lori Kilmartin. About jokes from this week's show that got cut. Yes. But, so they get a second life here on our podcast. Mm-hmm. These are real gems. Um, and then... Our music director, Jimmy Vivino. Who's been with the show since 1993, and he's since holy Since before cow. it was a show, yeah. Yes, exactly. He's got a lot of stories. And also, uh, we talked to him because we want to do a little follow-up after our interview with Chris Gethard about uh, Mr. Vivino's brother. Yeah, Floyd Vivino. Mm-hmm. There, there's sort of a connection there. And right. we are we're doing some matchmaking. Yes, we are, hopefully. So stay tuned to hear how that plays out. Uh, and then our comic this week that was on the show, Reese Nicholson. From Australia. He's, yeah, we, we had him on our live show in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And he was on the, he, he made his American TV debut this week. Right. And he killed. He did great. And he came on right before the show. Which yeah. Was, uh, so he didn't even know that he had killed yet at exactly. that point. He we was just very want, nervous. We just wanted to distract him from having to do the show. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot to cover. Right into it. Well, hey, guys. We have two other writers yes. with us. Brian Kiley and Lori Kilmartin. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure to have you guys here. Huh? Sure. It's great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for getting us out of the pitch meeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. That's <laughs> We take turns mm-hmm. rotating. That's how we get yes. writers to be guests. We're like, mm-hmm. They'll be like, I don't want to do it. It'll be when the pitch meeting is scheduled. You know, I'm, I'm, available I'm available to do the show three days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think Jesse suggested it? <laughs> and you're both monologue writers, mm-hmm. which we should maybe explain what that is to the layperson and my mom. We're like junior writers, is that? <laughs> <laughs> They're you apprentices. Write, you write basically the quick setup punchline jokes that come 
traditionally at the top of right. the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also write a lot of the sketch stuff, too. They do, but you're yeah. a real they, special. They cross over sometimes. Right. A little. We, we pitch a lot for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you can. <laughs> we clog up an inbox like yeah. nobody. Right. <laughs> but you're, you're masters, long, long-time masters main of the monologue form. Yeah. yeah. That's our main focus. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And Brian, how long have you been with the show? Uh, 25 years. Wait, so, I'm sorry, what Speak was that? Speak up. 25 years. Aha, uh-huh, longer <laughs> than me. Why are you embarrassed about that? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> do the same thing. I don't know. But, um, but that means you're really good no, at it. That's, you've it been shows employed. a lack of creativity or <laughs> imagination or something. Does that mean you have lifetime WGA insurance? Um, you yes. don't have to answer I that. guess so, I think yes. you do. You yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You could torch this place and walk away from <laughs> yeah. it. I know. That makes you an honorary Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I one thing I think is really interesting that a lot of people probably don't know is just the volume of jokes. I mean, I think the volume of material in general that gets written for the show that does not make the air yes. is yeah. astounding. Yes. I always have a theory that nothing's ever gotten on. <laughs> <laughs> We've all just been pitching stuff for years. Yeah. <laughs> Do you all dreams like that? Or yeah. nightmares? Yeah. I, when people ask uh, about the monologue, I always point that out. Because I, I agree. To me, it's incredibly interesting. And people are always shocked like back when Conan was doing around 10 jokes a day, mm-hmm. there would be a, probably over 150 monologue jokes yes, written yes. At least, a day, yeah. every, every day. day. Yes. Yes. And it would get cut down and cut down. And I, I think that's a mind-boggling statistic. It is. That yeah. is a lot of jokes. Yeah. So it's not like every you're day. each writing five jokes. No. no. You're each writing... Can How we talk about the dozens? Tonight Show? Or is that okay? Sure. Yeah. 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 When he when he was doing that, he because because the Tonight Show had this tradition of doing a long monologue. When he, Conan was, yeah, he would do like thirteen to fifteen jokes or whatever. Yeah. So you would just write all day. I had this not my stomach. It was never enough every single day, and. The amount, it was just endless. And how many monologue writers were there at that point? There were six, I think. Six? Wow. Wow. Isn't that right? And the show was five nights a week. Five nights a week. And that extra night is, like, like now you have Friday to kind of recover. And prepare, yes. And prepare for the following week. Mm -hmm. And you were just, Friday night, you're like, oh, my God. So it's really a good thing that The Tonight Show. (laughs) 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 Guys, I tanked it. I feel feel sorry for Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) (laughs) But I was probably writing 50 jokes a day. Yeah. Wow. At some point, you're just, your brain goes blank and you... You know, and I really the best I ever had. One day I had seven jokes on, and I still went home and felt like a failure because oh, we didn't no. have enough. Do you know oh, what I mean? No. Like right. that's where you go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this, is, wow. this hole's never going to be about me. Yeah, it's like insane. <laughs> yeah. I think you told me once, and I don't think you were joking. On when there were breaks, vacation weeks, you would not pick up a newspaper or read the or oh, yeah, listen yeah. to the news. I, if, just a total if I walked by a news day, it could say World War Three began. I'd right. Be like, not interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really had to stay away. If the war is still going on next week when we're back, <laughs> yeah. then I'll learn about it. I'll catch it. up on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, so you, so most of the monologue, it's usually topical. So starting in the morning when you wake up, what can you kind of map out your day for us? Well, we it's different now because there's just two of us. And yeah. the monologue's a lot shorter now. And I think Conan's more interested in doing one topic for the entire monologue. Mm-hmm. So um, we sort of write without his input for a little while and maybe a couple jokes will catch his eye and then he'll be like, all right, let's do that. And then we'll write 
maybe the rest of the yes. afternoon on that topic. On one we topic. try to guess right. what he's going to be talking about. And sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah. okay, it was the Oscars the night before, or Trump's in yeah. England. Or sometimes it's obvious. And sometimes it's like, I don't know. <laughs> right, know? Right, there isn't right, like yeah. one thing that jumps out. Right. And yeah, some news stories are not worthy of two jokes. Yeah. Sometimes we have days where it's like, how we're, are we going to get three or four jokes out of this? Yeah, out yes. of the broccoli shortage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the old days, we would just... That's something we, you don't joke We about. would just write... All those jokes were on different, you know... A zillion different topics, yeah. and now yeah. we try to find one or two things that, yeah. It's weird because it is a little harder at the end of the day to be like, all right, let let us let's return to this subject one more time. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I've, right. I've looked at ninety times already today. Yeah. To see if there's any other angle I haven't already <laughs> yeah. considered. Yeah, that's true. I, now news is so it's just. The news cycle is so insanely fast yeah. that most jokes, it's like, well, if we don't do it tonight, it'll be old by tomorrow. Yeah. Whereas I think yes. years ago, mm-hmm. yes. wouldn't things maybe like, oh, we could do that again tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. And I also think with Trump, he keeps changing. Like, he right. does some new thing that makes the thing from two weeks ago the seem old. The riff on him, yeah. Yes. It, two hours ago. Yes. It's yeah. constantly changing right. with him. Yeah. So. It used to be where a politician would make a mistake and everyone could fixate on it for a week. Right. And now it's it gets, like you said, maybe yeah. a day and oh, then there's yeah. another new, a new incredible thing. mistake. Yeah. 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 And then it's, it's weird if you're still fixating on the old thing. Yeah. It's like, right. And so are you both steeped in news most of the time? I mean, do you... Wake up and listen to the radio or start listening to podcasts or, I mean, is it just constant? Like, are you constantly ingesting news? Premises. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I do have to say, like, if I come home and the news is on, it's like, please no. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to have that stuff in my head. Yeah. At all times. Well, yeah, because I think especially right now, I, I feel like that's a little bit of a negative externality for our job is that you're just so, so yes. often your brain is in this really kind of negative place. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. That's true. Yeah. In the morning, I'm more interested. And then I, I was listening to the daily and I'm like, yeah. I can't do deep dives anymore. I mean, we, even for our jokes, they aren't deep dives. Like we have to keep it shallow anyway. And part mm-hmm. of me is like, it's awful. And I'm totally going to vote in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I don't need, I, I can't take this knowledge. It's painful. Right. right. And I love the daily too. But also there's sometimes where it's like, a, I was listening today was about HIV or whatever. Oh, it's like, yeah. well, we're not going to do anything about yeah. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, give it another pass. <laughs> if there's no comedy to the news, yeah. then you let it go. Yeah. Well, I, a lot of, for years, I know that people would be like, for looking for premises, like, don't use the New York Times. Just because yes. it, it's too, it's, it's Somber. too substantive. It, it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in yes. depth. Yes. And, and you can get be in the weeds yes. very quickly. Yes. You have Today to keep it. Is there you go. Dredge headlines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. People magazine. The New York mm. Post. Yes. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Premise Daily Central. Beast is a good online oh. resource for yeah. kind of dumb headlines too. <laughs> where just, you know, just they give you, you they give you just enough the, where you just can just the clickbait. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and you and you if you can understand a Daily Beast headline, the audience will understand the premise and then you're good to go. Mm. I do remember him coming out and talking about Julian Assange when they first <laughs> and just yeah. everyone's eyes just glazed over and it was like oh like they okay. didn't remember. Oh, they yeah. know it, you know. So it's like oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> A reminder that our our show is not the Daily Show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and tell us about that because um, there is that. Uh, it, I think it's it's really easy when you're you're seeing all the news and you're writing from so many angles on it that your perspective on the news is much different from just the mainstream persons. 
So how do you find that you write for like someone who's who's walking in off the street and and doesn't have the same breadth of knowledge that you have? Well, I guess like we we know we've seen Conan go out with jokes that are maybe assume knowledge and see <laughs> seen them bomb. Right. Yeah. And then we go, oh, let's yes, not do right. that again. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he'll yeah. double down. There was a joke tonight that got yeah. cut. Yeah. That there was a little debate about yeah. that maybe you guys could could read oh, at sure, one point. Yeah. Um, it, wasn't it yours? Yeah, do you want me to? Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, was, oh, I'm sorry, this joke was cut from the show. Yeah. Uh, but we're thinking about maybe tweet. someone brought up tweeting it tomorrow. Yeah. So you better step on it, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's so weird to read monologue sure. jokes. It's probably not going to seem funny. It's come out that Prince William and Kate Middleton uh, are trying to avoid being photographed with President Trump. Apparently, they're getting a lot of advice from Tiffany Trump. And there was the thing of, do people know that Tiffany's not... Is kept out of... Is, right. Is kept yeah. out of... Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, we, and we decided... And that was a little debate. Yeah. Yes. We decided... It was decided that maybe not enough people would get it. You know, or would but know I do that, think the Twitter audience yes, would get yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get the debate of do you worry about necessarily the people in the studio audience, or do you just worry? Do you yes, do go it for straight to the, the, people the people you want it to impress straight to the at, nerds home. at home? Exactly. Yeah. But as a performer, you want you right. want every joke to get a laugh, right. and if it doesn't, that affects how the you, as the performer, right. do the next joke and stuff, and yeah. how fun the show is to even do. And know? also the perception of the people at home watching. Even if they, they're thinking, oh, he's bombing, even if they like the joke or got the joke. Right. Yes. Every time, like, I've seen a comic bomb on a TV show, and I always think, oh, this audience is dumb. I never, unless I didn't like the comic, you know, mm. but if I liked the joke, I never blamed them. I'm always comic. rooting against them. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you are both stand-up comics working. You are, yes. You do many, many gigs a week, both of you. So so you're coming at it from a, a comic yeah, maybe. perspective. Yeah, maybe. Right, right. Yeah. I, I don't know what. Someone who isn't a comedian thinks. But if but if I would do a stand up on a show and a joke didn't work, mm-hmm. I'm not thinking. Well, the people at home, I'm sure. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, you so. you feel like you just got stabbed. Yeah, yeah. and so. you when when you know when you know that experience and you're watching someone, you, you kind of a comic on a show. Yes. and something does. You can tell almost the look in their face when something isn't getting what they yes. they're used yeah. to getting. Oh and, yeah. They literally almost blink, and it's like, uh, 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 yeah. They but they got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Some, yeah. And sometimes you can tell it's a terrible crowd, and you're like, oh, yeah. This you feel yeah. bad because you know that that stuff normally kills. Yeah. yeah. Andy Kindler is on the show once. He's, a, <laughs> he's like Andy. a concerted comedian's comedian, and but when he was on and it wasn't going well, and he just stopped and pointed to the man in the audience. He goes, that man hates me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I'm your fan for life. (laughs) Just for doing that. And it was you he was pointing at. (laughs) Exactly. I was scowling. (laughs) I remember it wasn't going well and he stopped and he went, I smell rerun. (laughs) (laughs) I joke only the show producers get it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Kindler. Oh, no, he's not here. Well, and I want to ask, yeah, because you both are stand-up comics, and you you both have very funny Twitter accounts, too. So how how much recycling gets to happen? If you have, like we were saying, you know, on a really busy day, you're writing dozens of jokes, and only a couple of them are getting chosen. Do you get to then recycle those jokes anywhere else? You know, like, I used to do joke dumps where I just tweet mm-hmm. everything that Conan didn't 
pick that I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it was just one a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess post-Trump, jokes just don't seem – I don't know. It, it just – Twitter feels more visceral now and not as fun. Right. And, <laughs> and so almost when you're being funny, it's like using Twitter language as opposed to just a joke that is obviously a monologue joke. It almost feels – That seems like a naive – from a naive Right, from time. a different era. Yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. On Twitter. You know, yeah. Twitter kind of evolved into its own thing that's really different now. And I try to keep my Twitter account – Evergreen, just because sometimes people go, when you go, mm-hmm. something, things change so much mm-hmm. that you look at something a week later or a month later and you're like, who was that again? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's true. So I, I try not, I mean, I'm tempted sometimes if there's one I really like that you didn't pick, but I almost feel like it's a passive aggressive move. Of like, oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, these I'll people show like you. It. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get 28 likes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty good for me. <laughs> well, and Brian, you have such a specific voice. I mean, you both do. You both have very specific comedy personas. Can, maybe you can just talk to people a little bit about how you transition from writing for yourself to writing for someone else's voice, because sure. Conan's delivering the jokes that you write. Early on, people are always like, well, what happens if you have a joke that you really like? Do you keep it for you or do you give it to him or whatever? And I always just give him all the topical stuff. Just <laughs> yeah. Deliver, right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Um, He's accused you of hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys give me this crap. <laughs> That's true. He does accuse us of yeah. that. But he also doesn't do personal jokes. He does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. That's yeah. true. So he doesn't it, do jokes about your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Lori's son. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sandy's not trying to kill him. <laughs> oh, and Lori, we wanted to ask you, because um, did you just do the performances that were booked um, after your Stormy Daniels. Yes. Oh, great, because the last time Lori came on the podcast, yeah. we were talking about your Twitter feud with Stormy Daniels, right. the adult film star. Yes. Um, and then you had booked some gigs well, she yeah she got she got booked at a comedy club yeah and I was outraged because uh, I know because she's a, not a comic she's not a comic <laughs> I know and I and I know a million club Watch owners who would much rather have a porn star at their club than a female headliner <laughs> yeah right. um so I I just sort of. Uh, I didn't tag her on it. I just was like talking to my followers, and she found us. So anyway, that turned into a thing. But but I ended up getting booked at that comedy club, mm-hmm. and so that was last weekend. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah, it turned out it was, awesome. it was fun. It was fun. It was good. It, it was in Houston. It's Houston. It's a okay. joke joint in Houston. The joke joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was fun. All yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And did it, was there something? Did you split your pants? Yeah. I did. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe subconsciously I was. I mean, you put it on your Twitter, so I figured Stormy's Club. It wouldn't yeah. be embarrassing you by bringing it up. No, no, no. I was on. I had a pair of jeans on, and they split uh, right near the butt. And I didn't realize. I sat in the seat, and I was like, I feel Whoa. the leather of this, oh, no. of the airline seat. Um, so I, we know you were flying first class. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It was Southwest, <laughs> and it was so everyone had split pants. It was right, Southwest, right, right. so it was no big deal. But uh, uh, we did. We stopped. We had a layover in Dallas, the Dallas Love, and I bought a pair of incredibly stylish airport clothing. Oh, air that's pants. great! Um, did yeah. you like walk? crawl along the walls with your back to the <laughs> wall to get to ve- the store. Yeah, I had a vest, which doesn't, of course, ah, tie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I happened to be traveling with my son. He was going to visit his brother who lives in San Antonio. So uh, during the first leg, we were together on the flight, and uh, I grabbed his uh, Minecraft hoodie and put it around <laughs> my waist. And Always walked- on brand. <laughs> walked, over- brand. <laughs> walked over to uh, this women's clothing store at oh, Dallas yeah. Love. So you have a, a pair of
pair of sweatpants with long horns on the butt. <laughs> yeah, something I'll never wear again that I paid $100. Yes. Don't say that. You won't get booked in Houston again. <laughs> well, that's it was a, it was all Dallas paraphernalia because so, I was yeah. Oh, Dallas especially, yeah, right. So, yeah. I couldn't even wear it at the game. Yeah. No, no, no. Do we want to do the... Have them read more jokes. Yeah, you might as yeah. well. Yeah, why don't we? While we're here, let's go through. Well, the yeah, we had some. There were some really funny jokes that did, that got cut from the monologue that, the that last got, few nights. Yeah, the last few nights, mm-hmm. and we put them on a piece of paper. And <laughs> we have that ability. I know here. it's it's probably weird for you both to deliver the jokes because true. Yeah, yeah. that's not this isn't your act. Yeah, and we yeah. tried to definitely write in Conan's voice and his cadence and yeah. with right. him in yeah. front of an audience right. and yeah. He also we're ready for him to drop the joke at any time and start you know just goofing off. Improvise. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Sure. so yeah, the, yeah. the jokes have or to start be, shitting on the yeah. joke. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they have to be. They have to be able to handle all that stress. <laughs> that's true. So you're saying our, our idea to have you read your jokes out loud isn't a great idea. <laughs> it's painful, but yeah. <laughs> we're willing. Well, can you do a Conan impression? <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yesterday, a uh, large anti-Trump protest took place in Glasgow and Edinburgh, Scotland. Scottish people in both cities yelled things about Trump that no one could understand. <laughs> It's killing in here. (laughs) And then uh, in Texas, a customer at Walmart was sold a cake made out of styrofoam. When told she could exchange it, the Walmart customer said, but I already ate it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very in your wheelhouse. (laughs) It is. I could pin on doing all the fat jokes. I haven't been able to get any on in mm. years. <laughs> Society's changed. Well, you, the they've gotten days. more it's subtle. <laughs> it's, they've just gotten That's more true. sophisticated. That's true. Right. And in the punchline, you say Walmart again to, to emphasize yes. Yes. it's a Walmart, Walmart customer. Right. He's Put vicious, guys. Yes. <laughs> He's Always not let you pile up. driving. A man uh, looking for financial advice spent $4.5 million to have lunch with Warren Buffett. Buffett's first piece of advice was stop eating lunch with me. Yes. <laughs> great. <laughs> this is great. I love these jokes are getting an airing. <laughs> me too. On our podcast. Well, people will hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, say this joke. And well, then we'll he, okay. Yes. So uh, last night's Jeopardy was the most watched episode in 14 years. I have to say it's very cathartic to finally watch a white man lose to an overqualified woman. Yeah, and um, it, so but this oh, one got, also that has one controversy. Got a yay. Yes, yes. controversy. That one so, got a yay from the one other woman in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, it was like in the mix for the monologue, and then someone said, "Oh, you should just tweet it." So yeah, so and it got coming in so many. It. Got yeah. a lot of response. Yeah, yeah. It's great. like 35,000. Yeah, it's doing uh, great. Yeah. But uh, some people pointed out that um, James Holtower is half Japanese, which yes. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, I didn't, and, I didn't know yeah. that yes, either. I yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, is he a white man? Is he, you know, that's so that it's probably a debatable. For the purposes of that joke, the, he's yes. a white man. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the joke is about. Uh, the woman and right. it's right, right, so it's right. not we could have left out yes. white man I guess actually you but. could have right. yeah yeah and had I known he was half Japanese right. I would have thank God uh, you didn't know yeah well now what we do is anytime we do a joke about someone we do twenty three and me yeah <laughs> it's very time consuming <laughs> but so what's the sort of Twitter I mean are people mad or are they just being, you know, you know how Twitter well, actually, is. well, yeah. actually, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of reply guys. Yeah, <laughs> reply guys. I just learned about that. Yeah. <laughs> we have some probably in our midst. Um, maybe. <laughs> well, this is great. I, I thanks for. I'm glad these jokes got told. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people love 
to hear about the process. And, and I think it's, it's also nice to give credit for all the unseen work that happens. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of good jokes don't yes. make it on the air. Really good. And, yeah. and I, I think most people would go batshit crazy. Like, what do you mean you're not? But, <laughs> yeah. but you guys from doing this professionally build up. Where you're just like, yes. okay, well, yeah. let's get ready for tomorrow. I do feel like that in life. Everything now, I just go, okay, yep. get rid of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, you can't hold on. It's, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you, was there ever a point where you fought for a joke or where you were like, I, I need to dig my heels in on this because this is really going to work? Well, more th- just the idea of him doing jokes. Like, we kind of dig Yeah. I mean, once it's sort of tainted in his, in his mind, yeah. I feel like, then he... Right. Even if you fight for it, it's like now is he going to tell it with the same exuberance and you know, yeah. right? You know, oh, even, right. as a, I think we both know as performers, like someone will give you an idea for a joke and you either love it or you're like, Ugh. and <laughs> yep. so you know, you don't want to send somebody out there with that feeling of, you know, That's oh, true. they guilted right. me into telling this joke. Yeah. If, if they person, if he doesn't love it, you know, or like it, then but yeah. also I think, tell me if I'm wrong when. It, when it's a joke that you actually wrote yeah. and, and it's being fought out in the room, you kind of want other people to stick up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. We're so silent. Do you do that for each other? Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't sign a pact or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if there's a, a joke qu- that we think, that's a good one. That should yeah. be Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's done that for my jokes where I'm like silent in the couch, you know, seeing who my enemies are in the room. <laughs> right, and right, not. Right, right. <laughs> right. There's some you like, too. come on. You know, but also <laughs> yeah. I hate, there is that thing of sometimes you push for a joke and then he does it and it doesn't work. And you're like, uh, oh. I know, I know. And yeah, we've talked about the look that he gives to Matt or to Sweeney. He claims he loves it. He loves that. That's That it actually makes him happier. Because he gets to be mad at you guys. (laughs) But you know what? There have been times where we talk him into doing a joke and it kills. Never hear a boo. That's true. (laughs) Never hear a boo. That's true. And you bring it up and he literally, it's like he didn't hear you. Incredible consistency. (laughs) Well, I guess we better let you guys get back to the pitch meeting. That's right. It's still going. It's still, it's just warming up, guys. Get up there and talk about Comic-Con. Well, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, this was fun, really fun. This was yeah, great. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, Thank you. it was cool. Sure. Thanks. All right, we're here with Jimmy Vivino. He is the. What is your I mean, exact well, you know, title? I have to say this. I have to put this out into the world. Yeah. A musical director. Okay. Means, that means a director that has musical abilities. That would be you. It's music director. Okay. Music director. Yes. Okay. And, and you'll see you'll see in so many places, and even on, on mm-hmm. billboards, you'll see musical director. No. I no. don't see that on a lot of billboards. <laughs> well, see, wait, who, try- even, who even sees billboards anymore? Wait a minute. Wait, there are no billboards. Well, you'll, you'll see it on credit rolls. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll see it uh, on uh, Broadway. I on, think when you're a music director, you probably these you're things mu- jump you out notice, at you more. Yeah, right, yeah. sure, of course. A, a musical director is no. It's a that's a director that has musical ability. I see. Or it's the director of the musical. So it's mm. bad grammar. So now that I've wasted yeah. at least five minutes, no, I am you the, haven't. I am the music director. You seem to have an innate director. understanding Still, of this podcast. I do, and I also have an you know like if you get me Stretch. going on something, we can just you know go into that rabbit hole. All right, of just complaining. You know, we could do one year of shows tonight. Yeah. And you've been with the show for how long? Pretend I'm in that- the 26th year, I, th- I believe. Wow. Well, Mike, you are one year we short should, of me, right? Uh, or- a few years short yeah. of you, please. Yeah. <laughs> please. Let's not, <laughs> let's not pile on. 
You're the musical director of the Conan show. The musical, musical director. I'm the music director. Oh, oh my god. Did I say musical yes. again? Yes. I'm, I'm uh, not. And not. you have a college education. I don't really. Oh, no. I don't. I have zero degrees. Oh, okay. Zero mm. degrees is good. Yes, I'm the music director still, and yeah. a lot of people don't know that uh, because, um, you know, we, we have changed the format, and in that have no live band, and... Uh, Actually, the, the, the easiest and most fun part of my day is the only thing taken away. And I was playing, <laughs> playing for that last live. hour live, right. playing, you know. But the rest of the, of the job hasn't changed a bit as far as uh, writing underscore and writing right. for the You compose for, for all right. the comedy bits. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and and working with the writers every day. And you know how that is, Mike. Uh, you know, it's and like you, can be, you, be, you become a short order cook all of a sudden. <laughs> it's a, you know, Adam and Eve on a raft now, you know. so <laughs> Requested it 20 minutes before the show. Right. Or, yeah. Which I think is reasonable. Yeah, because, yes, because given too much time, we can rethink everything to death. And then right. Just, right. You know, we have to react uh, in the moment. And, too much uh, time would imply a certain yeah. level of quality that I don't think we're right. no, ready we're to not, deliver no, on. No, yeah. no, we're not people, associated with People won't even get it. They, they won't like it. They'll like no. it when it's a little more... Right. A little you know, low A little more, little more like, yeah, handmade. And that's yeah. something a good music yeah. or musical director <laughs> Or do. a music director that has musical exactly. abilities, yes. You I need you more Could personal. you be a musical music director? Yes, Is you can. Is that you? Okay. Yeah, you can do that. And we do have, including yourself, we do have a lot of people... Uh, both of you, actually. Jesse is a really good singer. She's oh my fantastic. God. Yes, yes. And, no, <laughs> really. Is. I, we did she was, is my go-, go. I love when she writes oh, a bit and I say, why don't you sing it? Oh. You know? and, uh, and, of course, um, Mike, has a, Mike has a really good, you know, that Mike has a really, really good knowledge <laughs> of classical music and I the kinks. I, and the kinks. I, I did know. <laughs> you know what? He I has think really opera. good taste in music. I, why do yeah. I think opera when I when you? I don't know. I, I have, do you listen to WQXR when you're in New Jersey and listen to the opera on your right on your? Uh, when I, only when I literally need to be in state lines of New Jersey. Okay, but listen to Mon, the Montvalians. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the a idea town that, in New Jersey. I, I, and I'm gonna I'm sticking with this story. Okay, Mike. You know Mike Sweeney is a classical music official. <laughs> You're a musical and, director. Yes, and loves the Kinks, which <laughs> is to me the, the most. And and we can go now because that is the most disrespected of the great British invasion bands in my That's opinion. Why I like oh, them. you think? You know? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. so. The, the the least they get the least accolades of everybody. But they're so underrated, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They're considered self-destructive. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could blame them. Yeah, but, and, uh, and you know, and Ray Ray Davies is the musical director of that band. That's true. <laughs> that is correct. And he has a, a vast knowledge of Broadway, I think, you know, and pub, well, pub rock or whatever. Somehow you intuited that we wanted to talk about the kinks <laughs> on today's <laughs> well, Inside Conan. Well, why not, you know? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm yeah. always ready for it. But, well, uh, so you've been with the show through a lot of iterations yes, of yeah. uh, playing in the band and then being the leader of the basic cable band. yeah. yeah. And now the music director. director. But I've always been the arranger and writer for the band, mm-hmm. even from day one. And you, you right. remember, you I know, do. That, and that was always mm-hmm. part. That was always part of my job. The part of the job I love the most, actually, uh, besides the playing live, is is uh, you know working with the writers on these wacky ideas. Because you know I come from I come from a, yeah. a showbiz family, right? You know, and uh, and the depth of the writers we were getting to earlier, uh, being good singers and very music. 
musical. Uh, you know, Dan Cronin has an <laughs> oh, yeah. incredible ear yes, for music. Yes. yes. Uh, you know, Dan can always tell you, uh, he can't tell you what it is, but he can tell you what it isn't. <laughs> Which I, I respect him Any for that. Any feedback yeah. is and, better And than Jose that. can actually, you know, Jose can compose stuff himself, yep. mm-hmm. as, as Dan can and a lot of other guys, but we... You know, everyone's they so busy. They all want to be rock stars. I mean, that, I think they all really do. And we, and we adult, we let them sing. And, uh, you know. <laughs> well, that uh, Brian McCann, who used to be writing the show, we used to. It was a running joke. Oh my that god! Yeah. He would write the music and record it on guitar at his house the night before, and just bring in the recording. And that way he'd get all the, the well, you know, uh, residual Brian, oh, money from wow. Brian is also the guy that on his first appearance on the show in 1993, I believe, he uh, the first thing he did, he came out with a brown suit. 96 or 95. It? 95, okay. He came out with a brown suit on and he reached into the jacket and he pulled out a paper bag and he pulled out of the paper bag raw liver and said – this was opening joke. I just coughed this up this morning. Can somebody <laughs> tell me what this is? And then went into his, you know, his stand-up because that's the kind of show that's we a had bold right. back then. Yeah, right. sure. It's a bag of liver in your, in your you know, <laughs> did, what is this? You know, and and you remember like guys like Dino and and guys like Tommy Blotcha. Sure. Yeah. They were like on the edge of insanity. Those those guys. Right. I mean, in life. Now, you know? <laughs> now we're like accountants here on this show. Yeah, it's we're really heavily sedated, down. and yes. so a couple of no accountants too. But we, you know, <laughs> there's, it's. But I do come from from a showbiz family. We as, actually you know. wanted to talk about your family and your background. So you grew up in New Jersey, as mm-hmm. I think you yeah. alluded yeah. to. And and your whole five siblings? No, well, it's only three of us. Uh, okay. Three boys. All and, right, uh, and a and a male dog. And my mother <laughs> suffering through all this. But your yeah. dad. My so dad. Tell us well, about my the music dad, The thing about my dad was uh, that he was one of the greatest musicians I ever heard, uh, uh-huh. natural musicians. He could sit down. Uh, he'd come home from the job, and they were carpenters, you know, his family. Uh, so you could imagine having a, a family of carpenters and three sons that yeah. wanted to be in showbiz. Yeah. I thought, no, I thought no, he meant the duo. No, no more. No, no, not them. <laughs> contractors, Italian contractors. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of we mixed a lot of cement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a so, bunch of artsy fartsy. But sons. he wasn't yeah. allowed to be a musician uh, in his family of of contractors, uh, mm-hmm. and um, it was frustrating to him because his uncle. Own, ran the Plaza Ballroom in Patterson. He had a big band, and he was a successful musician. And his other uncle, Nick, was a successful professor of music that taught accordion and mandolin and all the Italian stuff. But when it came to my father's family, there it was him and his brother and his brother-in-law and my grandfather, and they had a construction company. So mm-hmm. he, uh, had, he, couldn't, he couldn't be a musician. He, so when he saw that we had any spark of interest, he uh, helped us nurture it. And also... Living well, a little bit vicariously through no, you. No, no, but not that no, way. Okay. Not the way a stage parent does. Mm. The, the, the only thing he would do would, before I would go for my le- trumpet lesson, when I was like nine or eight, uh, he would make me play it for him. And if I wasn't any good, he wouldn't waste the money on me. He called the teacher, and then I would feel really bad. Oh, Today, wow. I take him to court for passive aggressive, uh, you know, oh behavior. But in those days, it was not. It was there was nothing wrong with embarrassing your child into doing the right thing. Yeah. So uh, I would be so relieved to get out of the lessons. Yeah. Be like, well, no, would, well, that that didn't work either. Take because, a dive every time. You know, I had you know, I my brother Jerry around me who was just fantastic, just who, natural like my father, who was in the band. He, yeah, Jerry, Jerry played with me and for twenty five years here. Yeah, and uh, and my brother Floyd. We now we get into a whole nother thing of a guy who uh, took piano lessons 
and then decided he just wanted to play like Fats Waller and sing Jimmy Durante songs. And, right. you know, and, and he, he, his development, as far as listening to music, stops around um, 1950. Okay. You know, wow. So <laughs> everything before that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so he used to play for me. He had like three thousand seventy eights in the basement, Your and he brother. yeah he lived in the basement like a you know like a, a strange troll, yeah. a troll. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> he, were, he was the old. What's the he's age the oldest. Yeah. He's, he's the, the oldest, old. and then Jerry, and then me. And Floyd would uh, bring me down if I was listening to Beatles or Stones or anything. He would bring me down. Let me play you some real stuff, and he would play me. These 78s of uh, Robert Johnson and Sonny Boy Williamson and all these old blues guys, and he would, and, and piano players would say, This is ro- where rock and roll, Louis Prima, this is where it comes from. And I'd be mm. like, He's crazy. <laughs> Get out of here. Somebody help me. I'm stuck in the right, basement. I find, now with that, my brother. I find now that he was right. And if it yeah. wasn't in the basement, it was, he had the attic. Okay, so he had the two extremes of the house. <laughs> they had to keep him away from anyone that might come over. So he, <laughs> wow. Upstairs in the attic, there were wind up 78s and Edison machines and uh-huh. all kinds of things with horns and you know Edison stuff and horns. and uh, and and he would uh, what he would do would um, we had these little this little reel to reel tape recorder and uh, we would we would uh, record a Marx Brothers movie or a Laurel and Hardy movie mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then he would choose bits from the movie and he would say tonight we're doing the the the, uh, the auction from Coconuts. You know, you be Chico, uh, Jerry, you be Harpo, because you don't have to say anything, and, and I'll be Groucho. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry had a horn, you know? Yeah. And, and then we would run over that, you know, Granada Road, Stump, uh, you know, Map, uh, and, and uh, Chico going, I've, I've got lots of numbers. He just keeps throwing numbers out there. And, and uh, Laurel and Hardy bits, hard-boiled eggs and nuts, and, and all those. So we learned all this comedy stuff. Uh-huh. And then I had this really... That, you know, the nervous leg that kids mm-hmm. have, it just keeps going like this. And and the whole kitchen table, watch, see the way that's shaking? Yeah. That would be happening at dinner. My father would grab my leg and say, we have to do something. We have to channel this energy. So he made <laughs> me and my brother Jerry take tap dancing lessons. I was about nine. <laughs> we were about nine and eight at the time. All and this to keep you out of the construction yeah, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Floyd said then, well, how come I can't be uh, dance too, you know? Yeah. So then we had a dance team. And in 1964, we, we danced at the World's Fair, at the New Jersey oh, Pavilion. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And we did the, like wait, a... Wait, there was a New Jersey oh, Pavilion? The, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the great thing about the New Jersey... Wow, that really spanned <laughs> the You know globe, what it was? It was, like, it was like wooden... You know, From those, Bergen County to you know Essex those, County. <laughs> Those wooden kind of rafts they put out on the lake, you know, they kind of sure. on barrels or pontoons. And yeah. yeah. Well, they had those. We had to dance on those. So Wait, they had, this is yeah. at the World's Fair? This is the World's Fair, 1964 in, in Queens. Uh, I find out later that right next door at the Queens uh-huh. Pavilion, Pavilion, my buddy Al Cooper, who was, you know, played with Bob Dylan the and guitars. everybody, his guitar, organ player. Yeah. He was, him and my friend, his buddy, Harvey Brooks, a bass player. Uh, very influential guys. They were at the they were at the Queens Pavilion on top of the carousel playing every day at noon, and we were dancing like a block away on these rafts, these pontoons, <laughs> doing like uh, you know our West Side Story bit, and then we had this other bit where where Floyd <laughs> play, where Floyd played the piano and Jerry played the clarinet and I played the trumpet, and you know my father always told me if you're gonna you got to be on Ted Max Amateur Hour, so you got to learn to sing, dance, act. You know, play an instrument like just like those Osmond kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, know? okay. So that was they the... were like really young then, and they were on the mm-hmm. Andy Williams summer replacement right. show back then. 
And uh, and and that was like and your dad was like, we can beat that. Yeah, you got it. We got. We're going to Tony <laughs> we'll Grant's. At least beat them up. We're gonna go to Atlantic City to Tony Grant's Cavalcade of Stars. You know, and that's the kind of shows. Did your that, dad ever go? We should have had two more boys. No, <laughs> like five is the number you <laughs> need. There, there to weren't going to be any girls, so we big. needed some girls in the family. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then my brother Jerry, of course, yes. he had. Of course, he, he had girls. And and all three and and he has two boys also, but the three oh, girls, okay. the three girls have all the talent. They have more talent than any of us. You're do. talking about music, yeah, There's music, a, music, and right. and art and everything. You know, tap uh, dancing, all the dancing, <laughs> all, all right, of it, cool. all of it. But they do. You know, Donna was on uh, in Le Mis in the first. Oh, when she was five, she was on Broadway. Wow, wow. What? you know, and then she was Elphaba in uh, in in Wicked. I never knew oh this. Yes, yeah, yeah. All Jerry's your brother daughter. would ever talk about were the Yankees. That's right. Yeah, but, but <laughs> and then, I'd be like, "Is there any? Do you have children?" He's like, <laughs> "Well, you know why I know about it because everybody would say to me, hey, your daughter's doing great.'" And I say, "That's my niece. That's my goddaughter, and he's got two more." Uh, that are also... We don't talk about. That no. Just, no, they're amazing. The boys. We don't talk about the boys. They're like, one's, uh, a, gym, the other two. one's a gym teacher. Yeah. You know, the other, the other one worked at... But they're you know, happy. That's cool. Yeah. 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 They, yeah they're, they're working stiffs, you know. They're lucky stiffs. Uh, and they, Floyd you, is still in the attic, right? Yeah. No, Floyd is in, he's in total in New Jersey. He okay. won't leave New Jersey. You know, mm-hmm. he... Um, now he, is that, okay. Go ahead. Well, he you know he made a couple movies with Barry Levinson. You know Barry Levinson, Good Morning Vietnam, and and uh-huh. and, and one other one I can't remember that that he did. Uh, he did a couple of movies, and Barry really liked him. And was like, uh, "You got to come to Hollywood." And he says, oh, "I'm going to stay in New Jersey. I got a gig." In the attic. He would get a call, and they'd say, "Look, there's an audition. <laughs> I have a gig that night at the at the uh, the, the Italian American Club in, on in Route you know, 46. Yeah, yeah, on Route 46 in Totowa. Right. And he'd say, "I can't skip that." <laughs> I'll look bad if I do that. Right. Oh, so no. uh, he's got that I jersey. I like that. He was a man, man yeah. of his word. He's a man of his word, and yeah. uh, and and doesn't really, uh, you know, he never really past 1950. You know, all of his friends right. were. He, I was looking for old blues guys and rock and roll guys, and he was looking for vaudevillians, and he was finding them. And you know, him and Pat Cooper go out and do gigs together now. You know, and and they're two old Italian guys. Wow. You know, and and so it's always been that Pat Cooper. Is dead, isn't he? No, no. It may be, but Floyd's still working with him. (laughs) (laughs) That's talent. (laughs) And that's that's dedication to a booking. (laughs) Right. (laughs) His tap dancing has suffered a little bit. So your brother Floyd, a.k.a. Uncle Uncle Floyd, doesn't like to leave Jersey. Like, would he even go to New York City? Like, let's say if someone invited him. He'd go him. to New York, but he hated it and he'd complain about it. You okay. know, I gotta park, I gotta pay 40 bucks to park. Okay. You know, but he, you know, Floyd was, uh, you know, he had a cult. Kitty show. No, I know. That, I watched it. That, you know, the Uncle Floyd show. Right. And when he started it on UHF, right. this is before the FCC got hip to what cable was going to become. Right. He would go out, <laughs> and it's almost like it's almost like a uh, uh, it's almost like a, uh, the producer's scheme of selling more, you know, right. where they sell like more than 100% of the show. Yeah. Everybody's, I got 90%. I have 80%. I have so, Well, right. he would go and sell time to local businesses for whatever oh. he could get out of them. Right. Cash. You know, say, hey, uh, the puppies and pets, mm-hmm. Ken's Magic Shop, whatever these places. And then he would go back and buy the time back from uh, the UHF station for pennies and then hire a crew for not a lot of money, and 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 you know, and he had then his troop of crazy people: Looney, right. Skip, Rooney, and Muggs, right. Muggsy, and Charlie started all Jersey comedians, uh, and and uh, he did well. He did really well. And then 
you know, he had this pictures on the wall, and all of a sudden, pictures on the wall were coming in from the Ramones. David Bowie sent a picture in. What? Right. And they would just, and then he would start calling me, Floyd, and say, who are these, this, these guys? <laughs> oh, right. I got this. Oh, that's great. This Bowie guy, you know what? <laughs> And we'd do a live show, and David would come and come backstage with Tony Visconti to say hello. And Floyd would come up to me, get these guys out of here. We got a show to do. Wait, were you there? Oh, so I was there talking to him. You oh, know? my God. And I'm like all over them. And Floyd right. is like, we got a show to do. I don't care who these who guys these are. Clowns. Get them out. And they loved it, though. Oh, uh, I'm sure. They, oh, oh, Bowie was They laughing. probably thought it was an act. Well, yeah. no, but well, they love being he's part so of it. He's so convincing that they he doesn't know who so we are. They said he's so real. They didn't right. know how real this right. cat was. You know. Wow. And then I got to meet a lot of people, the Ramones and David Johansson, Cindy Lauper. Everybody was on the show at that time. All these people who the, the your Beastie brother Boys, never heard of. The Beastie wow. Boys sent a... Um, and Floyd used to give me the records to listen to. Mm-hmm. Say, what do you think of this band? What do you think <laughs> of these guys? They said, I got a beast. I still have it at home. It's, it's like somebody took a couple of pieces of cardboard and taped them together and put the record in there, a little 45, and put like like 41 cent stamps on it. And it's from, I guess it's Adam York's writing on there, and it's oh, the wow. Beastie Boys in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Address. Yeah. And I never opened it up, you know? And, and It's worth uh, more that way. It's oh. worth more this way. And they never got on the show either because I never opened it up. But oh, my they were, God. <laughs> wow. oh, my they God. They were just starting at that point, you know? <laughs> wow. And they were like a, a punk band at the time. That's it's probably like their biggest regret is not playing And I show. put, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. I really hurt your career. <laughs> well, I love that your brother put all his money into UHF. That yeah. was like, well, yeah, I'm yeah, and then and then cable when it started, right? And then here's the this is the irony of the whole thing. You know what made it fall apart? NBC. <laughs> he did. He yes. moved to show to NBC. Yeah, NBC oh. came along. Uh, they had already been doing. Obviously, if you looked at like Julia. Child, mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd doing Julia Child, where she's right. cutting her finger, right. and right. Floyd was doing that two years before that, even, you know. So as Dan Aykroyd, no, as, as Julia, as Julia, Julia as Dan, Danny Childs, right. uh, But but they were being watched, you know. Uh, Floyd's mm. show was being watched by Lauren and other people, and uh, well, now, so NBC decided to uh, Lauren Green from from Bonanza. That's better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know the I know that you can't mention yeah. the other one because <laughs> the way the building will cave in here. I don't. But, I don't think so. No, but Floyd like uh, went to NBC, and I can't remember the name of who you know who the people were, but and we went up Not there, and the see. set was all spiffy. It was wrong. It was too good. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it didn't work. I don't know. We did a, we did maybe a month worth of, worth of shows up there. We had the live band, everything. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the People same handmade. The, yeah, yeah they it had, wasn't authentic. They had anymore. literally polished the turd, <laughs> <laughs> which you hear about. Sometimes the turd is really re, is fine if it's a People turd. People like sure. the turd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, sure. So you, uh, wor- you worked at NBC before, uh, a few oh, yeah, years before yeah. the call. I went show. up those elevators. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when I went back there, I was... Like, you know, I went to NBC in 1967 the first time when my friends, uh, uh, my friend Jeff Venho was another trumpet player with me in the in the high school band. Uh, his father, Hal Venho, was the associate producer of The Tonight Show with Johnny when they were in New York. So we would go, because we were trumpet players, and we would go and hang out with Doc and watch the band rehearse. <laughs> and then we, yeah, you know, How I mean. How old were you? So uh, probably was 12 or something, you know? Well, Doc probably heard about your stint at the World's Fair. <laughs> yes, he knew. So he's like, Doc give me knew, that kid. Doc knew. Doc told me, yeah, told me, just, you know, get yourself a nice jacket. Right. Because you know? <laughs> uh, I learned that from Sammy Spear. 
what you would have to really know. The Gleason show or know what I'm now. Right. Now you know, have no idea we what I'm talking about. We can put footnotes in. But anyway, your he, brother uh, doesn't even know these <laughs> references. <laughs> yeah. Who's he talking to? He's he a role talk- too old. How for did me? we get to Sammy Spear and his orchestra? <laughs> so, uh, so we went up there. We used to go up there, yeah. and then we would just. You know, hang around in in uh, the bottom of you know it was really great in the old days. They had pastrami and things, and uh, Dunhill was down there, and and, and the bo- the basement of that you know Rockefeller Center was unbelievable for a kid that's twelve years old. And going up and seeing you know the Tonight Show rehearse was wow. big for me because sure. I was writing for by the and within the next year, by the time I was in eighth grade, I was writing for orchestra and big band in 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 high school. So I was really into big you know, Doc's band and the arrangers and got to meet Tommy Newsom and Bob Brookmeyer and the guys that were playing that were Great arrangers that were. You that were band. thirteen, and you were yeah. writing and arranging. Wow. Well, sure, I got Music. a book. Well, you sure. were really. <laughs> well, you like know, any, like anyone in seventh grade. I don't think anyone's ever been more qualified was, for this I job. Think Lincoln, yeah. I think Lincoln would have done that, and he got the right book, but he got law books instead. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? Lincoln. It was funny because I uh, I was brought up listening to jazz and Broadway yeah. and and uh, all the Italian rock and roll you could digest, like uh, 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 Dion and the Belmonts and uh, the Four Seasons and uh, and that. You you know, and then the Beatles came along in 1964. More Italians. And we sat there and, you know, we we had to sit through Lawrence Welk's show first. Sure. You know, and we didn't mind that. <laughs> and then we had to sit, sit through a lot of stuff to see rock and roll on TV. And you only got to see it once. Kids today might not appreciate that. If you weren't there to make the appointment, to be there mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock to watch Ed Sullivan, I think you weren't going to see that Beatles show no. again, ever, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... That's that's what's different now, that uh, it's taken for granted that oh I don't have to go out because I can watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, whenever so, I but want. Musically yeah. now you can. De- I I know so many young people who like somebody and then they just no, it's deep great. dive. They just no, it's great. Burrow down and, and so check out the kinks, Mike. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, but they, no, but they there's they stuff you've inhale. never seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if they you know any kid given uh, an advantage that uses it, yes, it, it, it's a great yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Well, yes, you know. you're saying the internet's a good tool. Well, it is a good tool. <laughs> yes. it'll never go the root when of the library. For good. You know? right. <laughs> it'll ne- so, never. Yeah. So you know Chris Gethard. Yes, he was on the. Sh- he's yes. been on the show oh, yeah, as a guest, yeah, yeah. and he had a talk show uh, that was on Manhattan Cable for Access for a long time, and it and like a cult, yeah, comedy very cult show, yeah. yeah. And then it moved on to was it Showtime? oh True TV, True TV, of course, yes. oh, True okay. TV, yes. Yeah. Anyway, one of his great great idols was your brother. Well, yeah, anybody he, yeah, that wanted to make their own handmade show. Exactly. Would. Yes. And so he's greatly influenced by Floyd, your brother. And he, all he wanted, kind of, he told us recently, his number one wish was for Floyd to come on his show. And he'd ask and ask and ask. And it, Floyd, he claimed Floyd's manager. Does Floyd have a manager? Well, it would be, you know what the funny thing you. It would be it was you. No, it would be David Bird at this point, who used to be one of the characters. He used oh. to be, oh. he used to be, okay. <laughs> walking out, he used to be Artie Delmar. Uh, he, he takes care of Floyd now. He, David Bird has at least stepped into the 70s. Okay. Uh, oh, good. Know. Yeah. Good. Well, that, that, then we're <laughs> trending in the right direction. But, you know, is where does Chris do the show is the, is the well, question. Well, he. He just started doing it again. He just, yeah. today, he, today. They announced he got a new TV show. Yeah, so he's going to start it back up. I think he's kind of it's it's he's going to be showing spotlighting a lot of 
other comedians, but yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. assuming he'll appear on it as well. Anyway, his well, dream was great, to though. have your yeah. brother come on the show, and he was telling us he was devastated. His bro- your brother never got back to him, and then eventually the manager said no. This bird guy. Yeah. So is there anything? Well, is, me, what else could he do? Can this I can tell, I can tell he, him. Let me that, tell you what happened with Jim Jarmish, okay? Who, you, everybody knows who Jim Jarmish is. Yeah. I got a call from Jarmish's office, and he said, I'm doing this movie, Patterson. Oh, you yeah. Know, uh, that came out yeah, last year. The yeah, year before, I'm doing yeah. this movie, Patterson, and uh, we've got this scene in the bar. Where, uh, you know, where we've got, uh, you know, behind the bar, there's a wall of fame. And, you know, I got Lou Costello. Uh, I got, uh, you know, other uh, all these people from Patterson are up there. And I want to put you and your brother Floyd up there. Uh-huh. He goes, but I can't get through to Floyd. Nobody will answer me, you know. <laughs> and then when somebody did, they said, how much money? They started like, <laughs> and I said, let me talk to him. I said, he goes, I don't know who this guy is, Floyd's. And that's my Floyd voice. It goes up. Isn't I Floyd- don't know who is this guy, Jarmish, you know. He should still be living off his UHF money. Oh, my, well, like, you well, know, I guess he is. He so, smokes a lot of cigars. So he so, blew. He blew him. He was no, like, no. I got him to oh, finally agree. Okay. Ah, but it okay. was. I had to twist his arm and tell him, "Look, it's it's good to be on the wall of uh, Jim Jarmusch's." Yeah, movie. you don't have to yes. do anything. You I just mean, send yeah. him a photo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, greater Sign things it. have happened. Come from that. Look at like like Joe Strummer was in his movies, and you know, yeah, screaming Jay Hawkins yeah. was in Mystery Train, and. Uh, you know, uh, John, John Lurie made a, a career out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, wow. and Tom Waits yeah. too. Yeah, down by law. Yeah, so but he wouldn't well, know anything about that because he only saw movies up to 1950. Could, go ahead. Yeah, what if Chris um, hid the request inside of a, a blues record? Oh, oh, a seventy-eight. That's a yeah. I think that's a great idea. Maybe if he's got, maybe if he's got an Edison cylinder, you know, a wax okay. cylinder, and just roll it up and put oh. it inside there. We can get one from props <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. That's oh, not sure, a problem. we can get one tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, tell Chris to talk to me. Okay. Like, give him okay. my, my this number. This would be fantastic. Yeah. And, I, and I want to talk to him anyway because I want him to know just how eccentric my brother is. Okay. And that it can mm-hmm. be done. So, yeah. what no, this I, is good. We you want think to it could be done? Here. I think yeah. it can be done. I think right. we should have a campaign. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. To make it happen. Yeah. Because yes, it would be really entertaining for all of us. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and he'll say, it's just radio. That's what Floyd will say. He's got a radio show, Uncle Floyd's, uh, I think it's called Uncle Floyd's Garage. Okay. And he's oh, at great. like FDU maybe, Fairleigh Dickinson, all right. New Jersey. We're putting in a plug for it right now. Yeah. And yeah. So now he <laughs> owes us. Now he owes a, well, uh, well, Chris. At least, he owes Chris. At least, well, he should at least reciprocate and give Absolutely. Chris the time of day. Absolutely. You know, or call him and a say formal, no personally. A formal no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, I think that he doesn't understand what it is. And, yeah. Uh, right. And neither, and his manager, like I said, David, he only goes up to about 70, 1975. All right. Yeah. His awareness. Okay. <laughs> well, so you're going to make this happen. Well, I, am, I, okay. I vow to at least try, try my best, you know. No, you promised. And uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, so it's a Formal announcement. Yes. And yeah. we uh, okay, well, Chris, I hope you're listening because uh, we definitely need to get Floyd. Uh, you know, get, Good. Get him. The way he rescued Mickey Deems and Joey Fay, you need to if, help him. If Gethard <laughs> did a show in New Jersey, would it be would it be easier to get him? Oh on? yeah. Oh sure. Okay. Yeah. And what if it was literally in possible. Floyd's house? It would be great if Floyd took him around Patterson. You know. Sure. And uh, and they would go to the Lou Costello Park. Where the is, statue of Lucas is that in Patterson is. or yes. Jersey City? No, it's in Patterson. Okay, it's where the statue is, and where there's a lot of junkies that live right around it. Oh, you know, but it's interesting. They're to big see fans. Lucas Costello. Of Lou. yeah. yeah. Well, they, the shade at least that he offers. <laughs> that statue's yeah. a gateway. No, it's it's amazing though. Junkies. He is uh, so um, 
New Jersey and yeah. uh, Italo centric. He writes for the he he learned to speak Italian and he has an Italian radio uh, show and he writes oh, for wow. the Italian press. I bet you're going to tell me he's never been to Italy. Never been to Italy. Oh, I knew it. In oh, fact, that's great. In fact, I wanted to take him. I said, let's go. I said, let's me, you, and Jerry go yeah. to Calabria, to Catanzaro, right. to, to, to uh, you know, San Andrea, where the, my father was the born. The place where the language let's you go. learned is used. Let's go where are, we still have living oh, relatives. Yes. I'm not going over there. No. You know those people? You know, and he's, he's our own he people. He hates Italians. No, no. <laughs> any, if they're not Americans, no. no, they no. Maybe he, learn this language. No, I think he would like to go. I think I, I think wow. it's a it's on my bucket list to get to go with him over there. That sounds Just great. Just to see him, I would be, yeah. I'd be crying. It would, oh, laughing, yeah. crying, and crying. He would know <laughs> Everything. Um, I'm afraid he wouldn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And uh, you just have to get him out of well, the attic. But first, get him. You, we got you. Got to get him on the Gethard show, as you Gethard promised. Show. Yeah. First, let's then get him we'll to the middle of the house. All right, yeah. good. <laughs> get him right. to the middle of the house. <laughs> well, we have to wind it up. But we do this with, is so much fun talking to you. We'll right. definitely well, have you on. Well, again. Let's see what, yeah, what yeah, happens. Yeah. Let's see if we can let's, get. Let's follow up with this in a couple weeks. Yeah. Or we can get him on the phone with Gethard and me. I want to hear. We could at least record the conversation. I would just love to hear that. No. Yes. Live in person. What is this? How much does it pay? We'll record it. Yeah, love him though. I love him to death. You know, my brothers, my my whole family. You know, oh, and well, uh, we've great. been lucky. Uh, we've been lucky to have a, a guy like Conan that. You and I both, that's like... Well, not Floyd. Well, no, but he's from a big <laughs> Irish family, and he yeah. treats us all like yeah. family. We are like family, You know, yeah. in both ways, yep. in the passive-aggressive love yes. way, mm-hmm. and then also when, when, when the shit hits the fan, he's there to protect yep. us, you yes. know, yeah. and has been, and... Uh, it's really great. Well, he's not going to hear this, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, good. Then let's really talk the truth. <laughs> oh, you know, we edit out anything that is complimentary to Penn. No, well, because he can't take it. It snips he right out. He can't take it. No, he That's part of that Irish anyway. Catholic thing. Uh, yeah. He can take it. I've heard him take it. <laughs> can I go no, now? No. One more compliment. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Okay, Talk to you, you soon. Bye. Bye. Let's introduce the person with us. Yes, we have this a... other voice in the room. <laughs> it's Reese Nicholson. Hello, Reese. Hi. Hi. Very funny comedian from uh, from Australia. 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 What part of Australia? I live in Melbourne now. Okay. I, used to, I grew up in a place called Newcastle, which is like fine. Like I never know. Okay. I, well, I don't know what the port of reference is here, but it's like yeah. it's like the small town next to the big town. Okay, so yeah. suburbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next to a beach. Now in Australia, does fine mean? It, Actually it, fine, or is it? It's like a coal mining town that's also next to a beach. So if you weren't a football player no. or a uh, teacher, there wasn't much. Yeah. Wasn't much for old Reese in town, <laughs> except football players. He got so out you of, had yeah, to well, go to the big and city. Miners. Yeah, I got out of there quick sticks. You got on a bus and you had your little like quite literally um, your little hobo stick. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, yeah. Just when kerchief. I'd been down at the creek track catching frogs. <laughs> Is that a thing that you do with us? <laughs> sure, of course. Um, yeah, and then I moved, I moved to Sydney and lived there for about 10 years, and then I moved to Melbourne oh, cool. a couple of years ago. Ah, yeah. and wow. Sydney is where we met you mm-hmm. because you were on the uh, Conan and Friends Australia Live comedy show. Yeah. Um, how was that for you? It was so much fun. It was uh, a bananas thing to because it kind of came out of nowhere. Like I got a call from my agent that was like, so it hasn't been released yet, but Conan O'Brien is doing a show. And I was in an airport lounge on my way to do a very shitty gig. <laughs> it's, and I was kind of a little bit, like I was, I'd been in like a, a, a touring for a while and I was just kind of, you get a bit tired after a while. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very good news thing. But it, but it was so far away. Like it was, 
Or maybe it was, was it like three months or something? It, it could have been uh, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, it all fell together quickly. Yeah. But it was just so out of nowhere and it was so exciting. Right. But then it was just this thing, kind of like doing the show today, this thing in the back of my head <laughs> for like three Looming. months. Right. Like, yeah. in th- and you don't know what, like, I, don't, I didn't know whether you guys were going to be there. I didn't know whether, like, it was just him or and, like a tour manager or. Right. And then. Yeah. What if it was that you were, um, he was doing like a ventriloquist act and you were his puppet. I'd be fine with it. on his knee. Okay. I'd be fine with it. That would be a good act because you yeah. two look very similar. Google me, guys. Well, yeah, and we should talk about that. Because do people ever, had people made that connection before kind you were of, on the show? Okay. Yeah, and I think people sometimes think that it's a, like a choice that I've made of like, I want to look like Conan O'Brien <laughs> because no. that is how you get successful in this business. You look the most like the best person doing it. I don't think anyone really believes that. No, no. Maybe Conan does. Um, but no, but I've always like, I started dyeing my hair like 10 years ago and mm-hmm. like I'm a redhead, just not this. And I like suits and yeah, yeah. I could, if anything, more useful that Conan stopped wearing suits. That's I was going to say, are you going, yeah. No, I'm going to move Go more casual. Yeah. Start wearing the leather jacket and tie. <laughs> yeah. Then they'll really put two and two have together. Another forty years before you have to start. Yeah. Doing that. Oh, great. <laughs> Thank God. But you'll still have to dye your hair. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. will. That unfortunately can never stop. Well, that's. I only I thought about. It. I'm never going to know if if I keep doing. I was only thinking about this last night. Um, about how I'll never know if my hair's going gray. Oh. Mm. I don't know. Well, that's good. This doesn't feel like the time or place to say this, but it was just a little existential crisis I had. I like, think you will, though, because I don't know how often you have to dye your hair, but it'll start, it starts coming fast. In the roots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, it just doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got that great, like, David right. Byrne, like, it's all white. Sure. That is what you want if you're going to get it. I think yeah. you either want salt and pepper. Sure. You want Mr. Sheffield from The Nanny, right. or you oh, want yeah. David Byrne. Those mm-hmm. are the two... Older Those men are the I only options life. men can This, this yeah. is more Dr. Albert Schweitzer, I think. Very, very, <laughs> just an old man's white hair. But th- I'll take David Byrne. You've Thank got, you. No, you've got, like, I saw David Byrne recently, the show, like, the show that he's Oh, does he right. perform? Oh, oh, my Lord, it's <gasps> the greatest thing. If, he's about to do Broadway. He's doing, oh like, God. a run. I just heard about oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. Where did you see it? In Sydney. Oh, It wow. is the, by far, the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life of, of, of anything, of any genre, oh, anything. Wow. The greatest thing. Is you, it autobiographical? No, or, it's or like, no. it's a live, and he does like a lot of Talking Heads songs. Okay. Um, I, I was I was in the front row and I, I saw him. Yeah, because that would suck if he did, if he just didn't. Did like just, I went like, and saw the Weird Al once and he only mm. did his original songs, which I was like, I didn't oh, know you wrote original no. music. Do the parodies. Do the parodies. <laughs> I, I was at a comedy club on a Sunday night. It was a l- late at night. Bragging. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clang, I'll just pick up Wait, that. You've just dropped. There's more bragging. There were 18 people in the crowd. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You've seen my work. And David, David Byrne walks in and what? sits down um, like 15 feet from the stage and all the comics were just freaked out. Panicking, he, yeah. Because well, he just had that... Placid look in his face, not not really smiling, yeah. and just kind of staring with mm-hmm. those high beams, and it, I think it just unnerved everyone. Freaked out. He's one of those people where, because you know, you just want if you're somewhere like New York, you right. want to have like a like spotting David Byrne feels like a tourist attraction. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if That's I would just good... want to hang out in one of the like boroughs. The first time I ever went to New York, I ran. Physically ran into Fran Lebowitz, like oh, well, the writer. That's perfect. And she looked that's probably, at me. That was probably yeah. just someone in cosplay that was yeah. in Times <laughs> Square. That famous writer's block lesbian cosplay. <laughs> um, but it was the perfect New York moment because she, but we bumped into each other. She looked at me and went, ugh, and stormed Conan off. O'Brien. And I was, <laughs> 
I was like, Fran Leibowitz, that's all I wanted. I yeah, wanted it to is, be angry at me. That's so tough. New York. Yeah. yeah. That is a, that's a quality <laughs> one. Yeah. It's like Woody Allen wasn't available. Send out yes. Fran Leibowitz. Fred, yeah. <laughs> I'd say these days Woody Allen's pretty available. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think his calendar's pretty clear Someone's at the moment. Someone's got to make his next movie. But he's not allowed to go near schools or... No. <laughs> He family members. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps marrying them. Um, one time. Yeah. Um, so, Reese, you're you're going to be going on the show within you know within the hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, that has not quite crossed my mind yet. Well, we've gotten. We're here to distract. Sweeney you. and I. Yeah. That's kind of what our our new thing is that we like to bring comics in here and then we we just distract you until it's yeah. time for you to go yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you normally have a like? What do you what, what would you normally be doing right now before a show? Um, just, Before any kids. Just heaps of blow. No, um, <laughs> uh, no I'm a very, like, I, I pace a lot. I just walk around a lot for things Is like that. Is that why you're so fit? You yeah. Get a lot yeah, of steps check in. out this. <laughs> check out this fit body. Um, I'm going to Palm Springs next week and I'm really worried about it because I didn't realize it's pride and there's just going to oh, be a lot wow. of. Oh, wow. That's going to be big. I thought no. it was just going to be me and my, like, we're kind of frumpy gays and now I said yesterday it's just going to be a lot of Joel Kim boosters. Just like a lot of just like speedo clad, good looking men. Yeah, with like eight packs. Yeah. There are mm. towns just around Palm Springs where I think yeah, you could you go can to be less buff. 29 just Palms. Old. Right. Oh, there's a 29 Palms. The Indian good. Casino. Yes. There that you might go. be a good place for you. That's perfect. Right. Thank you. I think it's a good halfway point. It's the, is it the Monhegan Sun? Uh, oh, I was thinking of the the Chumash Casino. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know them the way you do. <laughs> um, but no, I would usually probably be doing this, like like sitting and talking to someone nervously, yeah. to so I'm not thinking about the fact that I have to go and do the thing. Oh, well, well, good. We probably shouldn't have brought it up then. <laughs> well, we'll t- let's talk more about Palm Springs. I know. Let's talk about what are, do you have? Uh, do you have swim trunks ready or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've bought all that kind of stuff. But I'm or a budgie mu- smuggler. Oh, oh. Good. No. I smuggle no budgie. <laughs> Australian good Australian. Lingo. Do you guys yeah. call them that? Or are they just speedos here? Or are they just, They're like, just speedos? Speedos. Yeah. yeah, we call them. Speedos, but yeah, budgie smugglers are the. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole all the different phrases. I'm still getting used to. Like, I feel like I swear a lot for this country as well. I, really. I, yeah, well, like, I, I won't say the word, but, like, we say the C word the C, a lot in, yeah, a, yeah, in yeah. Australia. Right, right. And I think we talked about that a lot when you guys were in – like, you must have heard a lot of people, like, it kind of yeah, gets yeah, yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone's like, oh, my grandma's a C yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Whereas here, like, I sat up backstage the other night at a room full of comics, like, gasped <laughs> and clutched their pearls. <laughs> I was like, boy, sorry. Well, yeah, we're, or I guess we're pretty puritanical yeah. here. Well, that's not even – I think it's just worse. a word. I think we're just um, – no, it seems like it's going great here, guys. <laughs> Everything's going to everything's going to plan, right? This is the plan, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's accelerated plan. Someone, someone's cranking up. We're fucked. The the heat, yeah. We're all fucked. Like we're our country's gone all like mad and conservative. Does it see, does it go back and forth though? That I mean, does it? Swing? Please don't say fucked. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, am I allowed to swear? Oh no, yeah, you are. Okay, he's, like, he's joking. <laughs> um, I just realized. Also, this is a podcast. You can edit. That. Yeah, you right. can edit or bleep or whatever. Um, no, but we don't. Fucked. The yeah, like things that we, we have a conservative. It's very confusing in Australia because our conservative government is called the Liberal Party. Oh, that's oh, so. That's I just, I grew up thinking liberal bad. Yeah, right. So when I would watch American TV shows, they'd be like, and that liberal elite media. I was like, but they seem good. And so, what is the they... Liberal Party called? Um, they're the... the Labor Party, okay. or, the, or the Greens Party, are like the mm-hmm. kind of far left ones. Right. Um, but no, yeah, we're in a. I think everyone, like you guys, the UK, and us, all thought. We lived in very left countries yeah. <laughs> until the latest elections. Right. Like between Brexit, Trump, and mm-hmm. our government, we've all just gone, oh, right. I live in a 
bubble. Yeah. So now I've come to LA. Because there's so, I mean, we live in cities and then, and right. And there's that middle That's, bit. Yes. The, there's a lot the more land that we're not thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. What's I'm, it like? Should I venture in there? Well, do you are are you doing any other gigs on this trip? Not really. Palm Springs is about as far as yeah. I go. Ah. <laughs> I think you'll I be that's the real I'm pretty liberal there. Yeah, like the like what's the because I want I want to start working here. Like I like the yeah. I feel like this is a good mm. start. <laughs> you, you spent time in New York City, right? Yeah, you said okay. Yeah. And but how Which much is Europe, right? But yes, Europe? of course. <laughs> yes, compared to Europe, how much time have you spent? In Los Angeles, is this one of your first? This is first the first time, really. Oh, okay. Like the first proper time. I came over to do some like, um, I was in an ad that was like f- for the tourism board for Australia. Uh-huh. Um, but I was here for like a week and it was very like, we were filming six to six. Wait, so, so you like, filmed the ad for the tourism board in Los Angeles? Yeah, it was like for, it was to say to Australians, come to LA and San oh, Francisco. Oh, I see. And oh. it was like me, like, come on. I was like, remember those really terrible ads? They're like, where the bloody hell are you? Remember those? Do they mm, fare over here? No, nah, never no. mind. Well, I've really no, this but I now, it, <laughs> ruined. The, we had a good. Vibe we're familiar going. with bad ads, though. Yeah. Um. So I did that, but I wasn't really spending any time here. I've done a lot of pretty, ins- like I've done a lot of touristy s- stuff. I think. Oh like, yeah. On this trip. Yeah, like just fun. going. We looked at the tar pits. Um, mm-hmm. That's fun. Good tar guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It, uh, it still bubbles. It does. There was a sign on one of them that said. And it said, look closer, the tar is still live, and sometimes birds and mice get stuck in it. I was like, <laughs> what? There's I don't a guy want to look you at can that. Watch something There's die. a guy who throws them in like once a week. Yeah. So. If I wanted to watch something die, I'd just go to any of the shows I've been doing. Uh, <laughs> now, don't talk that way. You're about to go on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is very strange, though. I don't like it's. I don't know what's going to happen. I know. know. Has anyone ever... By the time this comes out, we'll all know whether you um, tanked or not. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a full-blown mental breakdown. (laughs) And they still put it to it. (laughs) Just a foot, like... Because it's the last existing footage of you. Yeah. That's before you go out into the wild. Yeah. (laughs) I start shitting. It's the last last he was seen before. No one ever sees me again. (laughs) Ever in any contest. (laughs) What happened? I don't know. He shit his pants on Conan and just left. His hair's gray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't get down to a CVS to get the dye. (laughs) Do you have a, um, is it, it can't be a CVS dye. Is it a CVS dye? Yeah, I just do it myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your what's your number? I your use, color? Um, it's like Swatchcoft or whatever it's called. What is that? What it's called? Swatchcoft? Maybe it's like Maybe. an Australian English yeah. brand. Oh. I can definitely get it in the UK. Oh, I haven't checked here. Uh oh. Oh god. Um, uh, and it's called like Smoldering Red or some bullshit. Oh. Like, and it's like it's it's the longest relationship I've ever had with a person. <laughs> is the woman on <laughs> the that woman dime. On the So strangely, the most intense relationship I have is with a woman. Who knew? That's very nice. <laughs> I am trying to imagine, because you were talking a little bit about maybe doing gigs like in, in the Heartland. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you wear, because I'll describe what you're wearing to people. You're wearing yep. a teal suit. Yeah. Um, you have gold glittery nail polish. Yeah. Um, and a inch pompadour. of makeup on. <laughs> a wedding Would you, is a this, wedding. yeah, that's true. You do, I mean, that they'll appreciate um, that. They like, they like, they like marriage. marriage. Yeah. I don't know if they'd like to see who my husband is. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like it is. I think we have an idea, the same way that uh, maybe Americans have an idea of Australians, I think we have an idea of what the middle is and neither of those are probably correct. Like, I mean, there's a scale, I'm sure. Yeah. But I think everyone, a lot of people think that Australia is a very, like, 
g'day, like, yeah. and we ride kangaroos to tough. school yeah, and there's yeah. snakes on the street right. and stuff. But then you came to Sydney and saw it as... I mean, it's a, it's yeah, it's a, it's a metropolitan. Yeah, yeah. we have Starbucks to work. Yeah, yeah, you have to graduate, and we have huge wombats that work as school buses. Yes, (laughs) it's kind of imagine the Flintstones, but somehow more racist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you? uh, How would you compare the audiences in Australia for comedy to here in the United Mm. States? It's definitely different. Like we were talking about this off mic earlier, like yesterday about, um, which could be your podcast, your other podcast, off mic. Off mic, Um, I love that. (laughs) It's like a little branch off one. (laughs) Um, That's just a live conversation. I think think that's just conversing with others. (laughs) No, but we're going to brand it. (laughs) Um, uh, I think it took me a a minute here, I think, because I talk very quickly and I kind of hop all over the place and comics here are very like relaxed, I think, Mm. and very kind of there's it's a confidence the to them, yeah, which are, <laughs> by the way, well done, California. Oh, thank you. I'm having a great time. <laughs> um, I may not remember Palm Springs. <laughs> but, the, like, I, in Australia and the UK, you, this is, like, a boring way to put it, probably, but, like, you open with your silver and you close with your gold. Like, you, like, you mm. come up and you just mm-hmm. start and you're, like, you, it's very, I think it's because the kind of clubs that we have are very, quite brutal and... Um, people get shouty. And you got to grab them, right? Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. Shut them up. You talk at them, right. not to them. Right. Whereas, Where do you put your worst joke in the set? Just uh, they're all of them. They're just all <laughs> on a on a. They just plateau. <laughs> the pig a, iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I've kind of had to relax a bit more, <laughs> which is quite tough. <laughs> Just to be like, hi, guys, instead of like, okay, we need to begin. Yeah. <laughs> the clock yeah. is running. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I've, like, I enjoy it. Like, I think there's a yeah, there's a confidence here. I, I think I heard Rose Matafeo talk, who's a man of yeah. talking mm-hmm. about on the podcast, that there's an infectious, and I agree with her, there's an infectious confidence in this city that is like, it makes you want to go like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> if they can do it, yeah. I can do it. <laughs> wow. Well, yes, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> You're meeting That's people, how I feel. different people than I know in Los Angeles. <laughs> Oh, there's definitely, there's definitely grief-stricken, desperate people oh, God. In deep in their eyes. <laughs> They're hard to see, though, because they become agoraphobic. Like, yeah. They become shut-ins and they, they stop going out. I find this city, like, the gear changing of, as you drive through the city, of, like, uh, wealth to definitely mm. not wealth. Mm-hmm. And then wealth again. And, then, like, it's, it's right, amazing. Right, right, right. It's it, amazing. It is crazy. I know. And, yeah. And, and it just seems like every single neighborhood now is gentrified. Like, there's the... yeah. Like every everything is, but then block to block, kind of not like you can kind yeah. of see exactly where the yeah. gentrification has stopped. Mm-hmm. Even Beverly Hills mm. is, <laughs> is being gentrified they, by richer white people. They are. Yeah. They're tearing down <laughs> yeah. mansions and building mega mansions. quadruple mansions. Yeah. Oh, so I, d- I have one more question, which is how has the uh, the live Conan show that we did? Has, do you feel like that's helped you get better bookings in? <laughs> Australia, or is it, or does I nobody care? So. No, I think it was more um, like You're, yes, like it's a thing to like say I've done. The, yeah, I think doing this is like the the because the there's an thing. actual like footage and you yeah. can send a link. Yeah. But I think in terms of like cred, it was like like it's the most any comic who's ever been a dick to me. When those oh, posters good. came out, mm-hmm. I was like, well, well, mm-hmm. well. Your initial laugh was the real answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had you ever played uh, that theater? That, the... I had, yeah. Okay. We have like so oh, many okay. nice theaters. State in... theater. Yeah, the state like theater is like beautiful. 2,500 seats. It was pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty sizable. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. um, it's quite, in a good way, quite gaudy, I would call it. Like yes. statues on the walls. And like, there's, a comedian came through there once and said, it looks like a um, kebab shop owner won the lottery. 
<laughs> or Donald Trump. Yes, exactly. Like a lot, a lot of gilded, like it's really beautiful, but also in like if you look closer, you're like, oh, that's quite tacky. Yeah, I, I really, think it's chipping. I really right, like right. it. I really yeah, like yeah. It. There and the, like the opera house is an incredible place to play, but it's kind of, the outside is more interesting than the inside. Oh, like, really? No one really films like Have special. you performed right. at the opera house? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah, not in a oh. solo show, but like yeah. was, I've hosted stuff there and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. We they, wanted to do a show at the opera house and they it's heard. It's extortionate. Or no, we wanted to shoot in there yeah. because they weren't available that night and they heard we were doing a show at, at the State, State Theater. Theater and they were like, oh no, you can't even shoot in here. Yeah. They're f- Outrageous. They're, which it's that funny, like theaters yeah. against theaters. Yeah. There's yeah. this whole other Game of Thrones going on that we don't know about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, With very, very low stakes. Very low stakes. <laughs> Season eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel confident that they'll get asked to write more episodes for the last season. <laughs> They'll re, they're going to rework it. That, that'd, yeah, be great. Yeah. that'd be a a show that just constantly reworks their final season. And oh, it yeah. It could go on in perpetuity. I was, I was so obsessed with that petition of like rewriting. Oh, like, right. I know. I love when fans turn on something that is that like you're not right. Like you're – this is the thing that you like. Yeah, right. yeah. This isn't a separate thing now. <laughs> like I'm sorry if it's maybe not your favorite thing anymore, but you can't – it's still the thing that right. you're a fan of. I, I but love But also that. the idea you that you're somehow entitled. Yeah. Like they've already spent – I don't. I don't know how much eighty million dollars on it. Like, and it was a feat. It was six feature films. Yeah. yeah. In a row. That's crazy. Just for nerds. Even if you didn't love, every, oh, I just love that kind of. It happens a lot. Just on the, the internet, just people raging against something that they have no control over. Yeah. As long as that send button is there. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Reese. I think we have to probably let you yeah, go. Yeah, we should actually. probably let you pace. You, know. you need to do some pacing. I feel like I gave you nothing. Hard pacing. No, I've... you gave us tons. You need to start doing we... some push-ups for Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of work to do. That's my That's charity, true. push-ups for Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have fun this weekend and Thanks. be careful. I mean, don't do like I'll use protection. PCP or something. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> God, no. Oh, 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 I've been in a relationship for nine years. No, why, yeah, why would no, you? No, thank true. you. I'll be stoned as fuck, though. All right, good. good. Uh, well, yeah, we hope to see you back here soon. <laughs> hey, if I don't die in Palm Springs. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Reese. All right, that's our show. That was a great show, and uh, we have a mission with Jimmy Vivino. Let's see we if do. We can come through with the goods. I know. I really want to get... brother. Gethard that live no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that that was fun. And I'm glad, I, I hope that our listeners got to hear a little more about the inner workings of the show. Yes. And we'll see, talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. We like you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Kevin Bartelt. Engineered by Will Beckton. Mixed by Ryan Connor. Supervising producer is Aaron Blaird. Associate producer, Jen Samples. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross. Jeff team, Ross. Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. Ta-da! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. 
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.